Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, I really appreciate you being with me today. And I pray today is a great day. Because you know what? This is the day the Lord has made. And I think it's time to rejoice and to be glad in it. Our Heavenly Father, I rejoice in you. I rejoice that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to touch our lives and to change our lives. And I pray, Lord, through this message today and tomorrow, that you'd open up doors and that people would see you and they would see you clearly. Lord, I ask for your help. I ask for your wisdom as I share from God's holy word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Folks, you know this. God has called us to accept one another. We don't always agree with one another, but he's asked us to accept one another. And sometimes we really differ. Sometimes we really differ with people, but he still wants us to accept one another. We can be different in opinion. My wife and I are like night and day. We are so opposite. She is a perfectionist, and I am a loosey-goosey, as you can probably tell when I talk. That's just kind of who I am. It's just who we are. God has made us different. But he wants us to accept each other for who we are. He wants to make the weak strong. And I, I believe he wants to make each one of us strong in our lives. And I know he wants to make you strong. He wants to help each one of us grow in the things of God. Today I want to share out of Romans chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. This is a message I shared maybe four years ago. And uh, I, I just wanted to share it, and of course, in more of a today's context. It says this, Accept the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servant, stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they gave thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies to ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Well, you know what? I remember years ago, I went with a friend of mine. Him and his wife are Seventh-day Adventists, and they're wonderful people. He used to be a free Methodist guy, married a Seventh-day Adventist lady, but they, you know, they certainly had some different ideas and what my ideas were, but one of the things was they did not eat meat. They became vegetarians. And many Seventh-day Adventists are, not all, but many, many do. And that's just fine. As the Bible says, whatever they decide in their heart, you know, not to respect that, you know, as long as they do it to the glory of God. And so we went on a trip, and I went over to one of their friends' house. And you know what? Because of uh, who they were, I wanted to respect them, and then we went to their house. So we, I didn't ask for meat, or I didn't bring any meat in. I just ate vegetables. I'll never forget the first time I was ever exposed to a uh, eggplant sandwich was uh, there, and it was awesome. It was terrific. And then we went and had a, uh, a tacos at somebody's house, and it was made vegetarian style, and it was very unique. It was very different. 
but we lived like they lived. I wasn't going to do something that may offend them, and hopefully they, I don't think they would have been offended anyway. But you just, you know, it's in one's heart. You do as God leads you to do. We don't need to judge that person. A lot of vegetarians are tremendously healthy. My friend's been a doctor for years and years and years, and he's just a wonderful doctor and a wonderful man that loves God dearly. But I want to share with you a true story, which I shared a number of years ago, that, and this happened in a large church. One Sunday morning, the service was starting, and the church organist was not there. And that was back when a lot of churches had organs. Now, most churches don't, but they— and no one was, and no one knew where she was. So the pastor knew of several other church organists that played it pretty well. So he asked one of them to come and fill in for that day, and she gladly did. She played the first song, and it went great. About ten minutes into the service, the organist shows up. Well, the pastor thought, I'll just let her finish the service, and she has already began the service, and it'd be more disruptive to have this other organist take over. He thought, Hey, this is no big deal. Wrong. Let me tell you something. It was a big deal. Over the next several weeks, controversy erupted. Factions arose. One faction was that the regular organist party, and that was her faction, that they said that when the regular organist came in, the minister should have given the service back to her. The other faction was the substitute organist party. The two parties got so mad at each other and broke out in shouting matches at the church. The minister got so disgusted that he not only left the church, he left the ministry. This small issue caused half the church to leave. These people should have consulted the Apostle Paul. I suspect Paul would have told them to get a life and get over it. In Romans 14, those that Paul calls weak in faith were all wrapped up in rules and regulations. They were Christian Pharisees. They said if you were real Christians, you would keep all the rules that the Pharisees received from the law of Moses. Now, Paul does not say that these people are not Christians. He says that they are not mature Christians. The mature Christians, the strong believers, realize that in Christ we have freedom from the Old Testament law. They realize that we are not saved by keeping the law. So those were the two factions of the Church of Rome, and they despised each other. The strong Christians enjoyed their liberty and despised the weak whom they called the Judaizers. The weak Christians kept their diets and their days and despised the strong Christians whom they called libertines. Thus they were both wrong. For whenever we dispute and despise, we are wrong. If you'd listen to the scripture carefully this morning, you understand why. You understand that leaving the judging to God is important. Why is it so many people want to sit in the judgment seat of Almighty God. You see it. You've seen it in your churches. I've seen it in my church where people want to call the shots. They want to be the judge. We are so quick to judge people if they do something different from what we may think is right or wrong. Folks, I was raised very conservative. I didn't even go to a school dance in my life because a church didn't believe in dancing back then. I didn't play with playing cards because it was a sin. The joker was Jesus Christ, supposedly. I mean, there were so many things I didn't do. I never drank, and I still don't drink to this day, and I'm glad I don't. There were so many things that, you know, we had the big 10 or 12 don'ts that you don't do that I didn't do. And just like 
what the Bible's talking about here, just like eating meat or being a vegetarian or worship on Saturday or worshiping on Sunday. Folks, I'm telling you this. Listen, God knows the heart of man and also knows the intention of man. He knows your heart. He knows your intention. It is not for me to judge. We judge ourselves when we go against the Word of God. When we go contrary to God's Word and we're not obedient to God's Word, we have already judged ourselves. You don't need me to tell you. You don't need somebody else to tell you. If you're following the Word of God, you know what's going to write. And sometimes what is right for one person, like what they worship on Saturday or Sunday, or whether they eat meat or vegetables, or whether they dance or don't dance, or whether they play with playing cards or don't play with playing cards, or whether they drink a glass of wine or they don't drink a glass of wine, you know what? God is a judge. It's not us. We don't judge. I don't judge other people. Let me tell you something. I mean, nowadays, society, you know, drinking especially is, is pretty prevalent. I mean, I, I don't know how many people, but the percentage in the church that people drink is huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. I don't. It's something I don't do and I've chose not to do. I don't condemn somebody for having a glass of wine. I don't condemn somebody for out being golfing and have a, have a beer. I don't condemn. The Bible talks about drunkenness being wrong, but I don't condemn people. But, yes, I'd rather people didn't drink. I think – I think alcohol causes all sorts of problems. We wouldn't have drunken driving if we didn't have alcohol, would we? We wouldn't have a lot of broken marriages if we didn't have alcohol, would we? No. I see a lot of problems that cause it, but I'm not going to condemn somebody. It's funny. I can be out in the world and see somebody at dinner having a glass of wine or something, and it's like it's almost like they want to hide it. Man, stop doing that. I'm not judging you for that. You know, as long as you're not judging me for having my eclair, you know, it's we don't judge each other. We know what God would have us do, but he desires us for to live in the spirit of unity. I'm very fortunate to be in, in the 31st year of this church. In fact, I told you I did this sermon four or five years ago. Guess what? I just found out it was nine years ago I did this because in my outline here, it says I'm very fortunate to be in my 22nd year of the pastor of the church. I'm very fortunate to be in my 31st year of pastoring Cloverdale Church of God. And I'm winding down. I don't I really probably don't have much more time to do this. I'm I don't know what God's gonna have me do. I'm open. I'm praying for God's will and God's direction and certainly for God's provision in my retirement as I'm certainly not as prepared as I probably should have been. But you know what? I don't really ever want to retire, but I'll I'm sure I'll gonna switch roles here before long, but who knows? I better not get into that or all sorts of rumors are gonna the spread. But believe me, everyone doesn't agree with everything that I do. Everyone doesn't agree with my philosophy. Everybody doesn't agree with your philosophy. The important thing is you do what God would have you do, and you're led by the Spirit of God. I know people hop from church to church to church, and you know them too. Some of you listening are some of those people. You're trying to find the perfect church. Well, I got news for you. There is no perfect church, but there's plenty of great churches where God is in the midst. And unity is presence. We need the unity. Romans 15, 5 and 6 says, With one heart we may glorify God. We're united in our worship and honoring God. If we are people would always remember that it isn't about us, but it's about Jesus Christ, then we will stay in the spirit of unity and we will see Jesus praised. People, let's see Jesus praised. Let's just serve God where we're at. Wherever you're at, serve him. Love him. Don't judge everything that's going on in your church. Serve him unless it's wrong unless it's not biblical, then please be careful. 
please watch. We want to honor God. Well, I'm out of time today. I kind of like preaching today. It was kind of fun preaching an old sermon, but you know what? God's good. He loves us all. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.